Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Breaking In and Life of the Party, as well as discussing the career of Josh Brolin. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? Um, you know what? I've been driving all day, so I'm pretty tired. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel your pain. <laughs> I am currently in Florida, so I am home, and I had to drive all day yesterday. So oh my goodness, it's the season, right? Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, and my driving is not ending anytime soon because I've got two weddings that I could go to this summer. One of them in Virginia. And the other in California. So, yeah, that's my... You're not driving to California, are you? No, but I'm driving to Virginia, then flying to California, then drive, or then flying back to Virginia, and then driving back to Florida. So, yeah. That's a lot of travel. Yes. But anyway, let's get into what we're going to talk about. Actually, before we even do that, we should address, because, you know what? This is another internet like thing, weird thing that's been going on recently. This whole uh, Laurel versus I don't even know how to pronounce the other option because I don't hear it. I, I would guess Yanni or Yanni. I don't know. Um, this this whole situation. It's kind of like if you remember from like two years ago, uh, the dress, the infamous dress that people saw as different colors. This is the dress 2.0. But the great part about this is um, it's an audio thing, so we can actually play it on the podcast. So here we go. Laurel, 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 Laurel. Okay. I yeah. I honestly don't. I don't understand how anyone can hear anything other than Laurel. <laughs> Me too. Am I not? That's what I hear. Am I not listening properly? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, I just, I, look, if you know me, like if you've known me for any, I mean, I guess for more than two years, you know I was all in on this whole dress thing, like I was all in on it, I was like, this is going to divide the entire planet, and we're going to break into a civil war because of this thing, um, and I don't know, like this one, <laughs> I, I really just like, I, I know that there's, like, a bunch of people, like, breaking it down, like, it's about the frequencies and all this different stuff, and, like, I don't really, I hear Laurel. I don't know, like, I'm maybe I'm just, like, uh, I don't know. I've, like, I'm really trying, as much as you can try to hear the other side of things, and I hear Laurel. But for this one, I feel like more than the dress situation, people are switching over. Like, I've had multiple people tell me, like, at first I heard this, but now I hear this. Uh, but for me, that hasn't happened at all, so... Yeah, I all my friends on Facebook are are taking to it and they're it's just ridiculous the modeled reaction like half of my friends are saying okay this is clearly Yanni but most of the people who say that it's Yanni uh, yeah I mean I don't know how to pronounce it either but everyone who's saying that they heard Yanni first they're saying and then I heard Laurel and I'm like I did not, like, the first time I heard it, I heard Laurel, and I've not been able to hear anything else yeah, since same. then. And with the dress, it was like, okay, 
if I squint, I can see blue and black. And like, it made sense to me after I heard the actual explanation of that. But with this one, I've been listening as intently as I can. I've been listening to the thing and like, I've been saying like Yanni or like, like every different pronunciation you can think of (laughs) over the thing. I can't for the life of me hear the other. It's just Laurel every single time. I, I I know I'm I'm definitely the same way, um, and I guess we saw the same colors on the dress too because I was definitely like white and gold on that train. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah. So before we even get to the movies, there is a trailer that I know you are very excited about, and I'm pretty on board with this trailer too. And I just based on the trailer, I'm gonna say this is gonna be an Oscar contender. So, uh, <laughs> were you as excited? I mean, I know you were as excited, but <laughs> why were you so excited about this trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody is the one we're talking about. I just realized we hadn't said the name of the trailer or the name <laughs> of the movie, but uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Why were you so excited about it? Because Queen is my all-time favorite band, and Freddie Mercury. Like, I know that I say that like everyone has their own personal favorite band. Everyone has their personal favorite everything and like everyone has their preferences but and i don't think you can argue with freddie mercury being the best singer of all time between <laughs> i don't think you can argue with that like that's not that's a statement of fact <laughs> he his like dynamic range like the range the highs and the lows the incredible incredible control i just I'm absolutely dumbfounded by his talent, his just total raw talent. I've looked up to him for a long time now and just been in total awe of his, like, his charisma and his incredible, like, this raw talent. And so when I heard, heard that there was a bohemian, like, a, a biopic in the works, I, I've been following this project since day one. And I love the idea of Rami Malek and I can't, I cannot be any more on board with it now than I have been at all yet. Like this was, I mean, you should have seen me when I saw this trailer for the first time. I was, I was basically a puppy. I was like losing my mind because I just, it looks so, it looks like it has so much respect for everyone involved, especially for Freddie Mercury. I, I mean, what did you, what, what did you think when you saw the trailer for the first time? Uh, I just, I think the music, obviously, like the musical aspects of this, is, are going to be awesome. I love this cast. I love this cast, and I think uh, you're right. Rami Malek is a great casting choice. Uh, to be honest, like, and. Um, I've said this a couple times on the podcast before, and it's very true. Music, not my thing. I don't really know anything about music. If you ask me a bunch of cla- about classic like rock or classic anything, I'm going to look at you with this face of like, what are you talking about? And most people would be embarrassed by my lack of musical knowledge. Um, so I can't really <laughs> agree or disagree with you strongly on your whole uh, take <laughs> on Freddie Mercury. But I, I just, I think this movie it looks like it's going to be just really well done it looks like it's high energy i love i think this trailer is just really well put together and as soon as i saw this trailer i was like man this looks good then i saw the november release date and i'm like all right i know what we're going for here (laughs) yeah 
absolutely. I I mean, I'm particularly, I know that originally it was slated for December 25th um, for Christmas. Um, particularly, I'm excited about the release date having been moved because with early showings taken into consideration, it's going to come out on my birthday. So Ooh. I, I'm like, I, as soon as I heard that, I called my dad and I was like, this is meant to be, I, <laughs> but I, I agree that just based on what we've seen so far, it would not surprise me if, if Rami Malek got like some kind of nomination, I wouldn't be surprised if on the whole, the movie got, you know, got, um, recognized at the Oscars just because it, uh, I mean, <laughs> I I I I don't know how you can not be excited for this movie. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I see what you're saying. Like, um, I just feel like Queen's reach is so far because even if you're not like a huge fan of them, you've definitely heard one of their song, one yeah. or two of their songs. So uh, it just feels like it's going to tell such a story. Uh, yeah, just diving more into like the production side of the, this, uh, obviously there's a little bit of, I mean, if you don't know what's, I, you said you've been following this production, so you know the whole Brian Singer situation? Yeah. Yeah, so I, obviously that's something to uh, take into consideration, but at the same time, I I mean, just the trailer looks good, so if, it, if at the end of the day it, it looks good, then who really cares? And I don't know. I, ultimately, I think, you know, this it could end up being a positive with the whole Brian Singer situation and him uh, leaving the project. But I am super excited just diving more into this cast. Uh, Lucy Boynton is the second name I see on here um, playing Mary Austin. And Lucy Boynton, if you don't know, uh, well, if you don't know, then you probably haven't been listening to this podcast very long because she is one of the stars of Sing Street, which is like my favorite movie. So, um, yeah, I'm all in on this movie. Anyway... Let's dive into the reviews. Uh, I don't. We didn't really discuss which one's going first. I think I listed off um, breaking. Is it called breaking in? Breaking in. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think I said that one first, so I guess we should start with that one. So uh, take it away. Um. Well, basically, to summarize, it's kind of your standard milk toast um, <laughs> home invasion movie. Fun. I mean. Am I wrong? I did not see this movie. <laughs> you did not see this movie. No. I did not know that. No, it's fine. Uh, I saw Life of the Party, but I did not see this movie. Okay. Um, Which you didn't yeah, see Life of the Party, correct? No, I didn't. Okay, so we're trading off. <laughs> so right. we're basically just trading reviews. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Breaking In is basically this woman named Sean. Strangely enough, mm-hmm. uh, uh, her father passes away, and she brings her um, two children, um, one te- one uh, girl and one boy, mm-hmm. uh, to her father's estate, basically so that she can liquidate it. And uh, when they get there, she leaves the house for about 30 seconds to make a phone call, and at that point in time, these four thugs show up and basically say uh you know they put the house on lockdown and say we're gonna kill your kids if you don't like basically go away and let us ransack this house uh or you know we're gonna kill your kids um 
So it's not really anything that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. I it's mean, missing a lot of the thing. It's missing a lot of the kind of thing that makes this movie interesting. Like any reason to care about the characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, most of these movies, like they even hint multiple times that like there's, there's more to the relationship with her deceased father than they're telling us about. And they kind of hint like something happened mm-hmm. with him in the past, but they don't ever get to explaining that. And I mean, on some level that works, but on this, in this case, it just feels like they kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, I, my question would be because I'm mean, hearing you describe the movie and I kind of knew what this movie was about, uh, beforehand. Uh, it sounded interesting because it's kind of like a home invasion movie, but flipped on its head where she's trying to break back into her house. But you're saying it just kind of ended up generic even through all of that. Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I, because she's like, like not to spoil okay. it, but she, she like doesn't. She ends up just going in and out of the house anyway. So oh, it's okay. like That's half. Funny. It's not. It's not like she's not ever able to get into the house, and then she finally gets into the house because like she ends up in the house, That's and annoying. then she has to leave again, and then. You know, she gets back into the house, and there's like a drama that's happening outside of the house. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's just like, you know, it, it's 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 not terribly interesting. It's just kind of happening, and like none of the, you know, you've got your stereotypes. You've got like the boss thug. You've got the sympathetic thug, mm-hmm. and you've got the crazy thug who's like totally unhinged and doesn't play by any kind of rules Mm -hmm. and is completely motivated by money. Like you've got a lot of stereotypes here. I guess the one thing that could be said about it is that it's female led because, Mm -hmm. uh, Gabrielle union is the main protagonist and she's, you know, it's kind of showing mothers in like a heroic role, Mm -hmm. not just like subservient to, you know, but she's like the savior of her family, which yeah. you can like, I mean, that's, that's a good thing, obviously, because mothers are incredible and, you know, they, they work ridiculously for their families, but it just, if you're going in looking for something interesting, this is not where you're going to find it. It's very cut and dry. It's really get in, get out. But the thing is, it's not, it didn't really do anything it it lacks the kind of thing that makes these movies interesting. Like the thing, it's not just about the heist, it's about the other kind of dynamics that are involved. Like how normally you've got like some conflict between the family that's happening first and then it resolves at the end because they all went through something traumatic together. And like they hint at that. They hint that there's like some kind of, conflict between the mother and the daughter at the beginning of the film but then it's resolved really quickly and they just kind of go through the rest of the movie like completely buddy buddy and Mm -hmm. it's like i mean it makes sense because it it makes sense because like that's tends to happen when you're in a traumatic situation like I make fun of people in horror movies for bringing up really personal vendettas in the middle of life or death situations but at the same time, 
that is why you go to see these movies, not for the not necessarily for the heist, but for all the other stuff that happens in the context of the heist, and you don't really get any of that. Yeah. Uh, how is Gabrielle Union in this movie? Um, she's fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I mean, she, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm hyper aware if, that you're acting, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just that Fair she's enough. not convincing because I feel like she's committed to the yeah. role. But if I'm sitting there and I feel like I'm watching a movie and not like I'm watching a mother talk to her daughter, mm-hmm. then you're probably doing something right. Wrong. Yeah. You're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, I mean, when things get tough, it's, you know, she's definitely passable. It's not, you know, I didn't have any major complaints. But, you know, yeah. Everybody kind of feels like they've got something better to be doing. Like, Billy Burke, I really feel like he had a low tolerance for this movie. Like, he was there, <laughs> and he was just kind of, he was just kind of there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, it... It, it, you know, I wouldn't like shoo anybody away from mm-hmm. from this movie, but I also wouldn't be like, you guys have to rush to the theater and check this movie out. Like, if you're gonna watch a movie about a parent doing something for their child that's like actually really exciting, watch mm-hmm. Taken. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's your rating for this movie? Um, I gave it a four out of ten. All right. Not awful, but uh, definitely not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, like I said, months from now, I probably won't even remember that I saw it. <laughs> but um, I'm interested to see how Life of the Party was. Yeah, uh, Life of the Party. Don't know what this movie is about. Uh, basically, the it's there's this family. Melissa McCarthy is the mother, and I don't remember who plays the daughter. I will start pulling all that up. Uh, and... They're dropping their daughter off for their la- her last year of college, and uh, this is not a spoiler. It's in the trailer, and honestly, it happens ridiculously fast in the movie. Uh, right as they're pulling out of dropping their daughter off, the husband breaks up with Melissa McCarthy and says, like, we're getting divorced, I'm in love with somebody else, blah, 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 blah. And she's kind of left with, like, nothing to do. She didn't finish college because she got married and pregnant, and um, so she decides that she's going to re-enroll in school and finish her last year of school. And where does she decide to do it? At the same school as her daughter. Uh, the, and supposedly comedy ensues. Uh, this, this is weird because the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie are some of the worst thing you will ever Like, it is awful. Like I was really? sitting, I was sitting there for the first 10 minutes and I'm sitting like, oh. This is just unbearable. I was like so, I was so ready to just destroy this movie. Thankfully, the movie gets much better. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like just comparing to the first 10 minutes, everything is great, but it's just, it is rough for that first 10 minutes. And if you get through it, then you're in an okay place. <laughs> um, uh, This movie, I think, succeeds because Melissa McCarthy can play very likable characters, and she does play a very likable, albeit annoying character, but a very likable character in this movie. She is very endearing. She is uh, just an enjoyable presence on screen. Uh, That being said, I think they 
missed a lot of opportunity with this movie because when I set up the premise, what do you think is going to be like the main focus of, of what the comedy is going to focus or what the jokes are going to be about? That she's old, that she's out of touch. Fair. Okay. Uh, to me, what I was expecting was that it was going to be mostly about this relationship between the mother and daughter and the friction that would obviously come of that of your mom being at the same school as you. They don't really, okay. like, that's like one or, like, they make one or two jokes about it. Like, they they show the daughter being somewhat uncomfortable with this, but that's not what the movie focuses on. I was really expecting, like, if this movie is going to have heart, it's going to be because of the daughter and her relationship with her daughter. This movie actually goes in a different direction, and I don't know, like, I guess I appreciated it on some level, because it went in a different direction than, I was what, than what I was expecting. Instead, it kind of just goes with, like, her just kind of being integrated into her daughter's sorority and them just becoming friends. It almost becomes, like, a regular college comedy that just happens to have Melissa McCarthy, who's really old in it. Um, And uh, honestly, that's where it succeeds a lot of of the times because I think these characters actually had pretty good chemistry together. These these performances were pretty solid throughout. Uh, Jillian Jacobs is in this movie. If you don't know, she's from Community. Uh, She plays uh, Britta in Community. And they have this whole thing with her character where, because she is much older than a lot of the other actresses in this movie, and she's just playing regular college students. So they make a joke about that. Melissa McCarthy makes a comment about that where she's like, you're like kind of old. Like, are you a grad student? And she goes, uh, no, but I, no, no, but I was in a coma for four years. And she's known as Coma Girl, and she's, like, kind of famous on Twitter. And it's like, what? (laughs) I was not expecting, like, they kind of made some of those self-referential jokes that actually kind of work. And there are a lot of moments in this movie that do work. Now, there are definitely moments in this movie that do not work. And, like I said, the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie is just awful. But it's... I overall I was like pleasantly surprised with this movie but at the same time like I don't think this is like again I I'm kind of feel the same way that you felt about breaking in where it's like you don't need to rush out to go see this but I'm not going to push you away from it it's whatever like it's an it's a whatever movie but I was expecting especially especially I really want to emphasize how bad that first 10 minutes was it was really bad What was so bad about it It was just like really like it felt like a it felt like a SNL sketch gone completely wrong. Like I have no idea what they were doing. Any and honestly, anytime the dad was on the screen, who oh man, I gotta pull up his name. Um, Mike's no, uh, Matt Walsh. It's Matt Walsh. I like Matt Walsh. I really like Matt Walsh. He's on um, Veep, which is a hilarious show on HBO. If you don't know. Uh, I really like Matt Walsh, but he is just, like, I don't know what they were doing with this character. He was awful. The whole scene where he breaks up with her is just, like, this is just unbearable. Like, it wasn't funny. It was kind of kind of sad, but it, they weren't really going for the dramatic beats like or the dramatic punches. It was just, like, weird and awkward, and I really, I, <laughs> you almost gotta watch it just to be like, what the frick were they doing in the first ten minutes of this movie? Um... But anyway, yeah, uh, I would say, again, the strength of this movie are the characters and the chemistry that these characters do have. Weakness would be uh, that first 10 minutes, 
some of the humor doesn't hit uh, the Debbie Ryan thing. She is an over the top character character and it's, I, I don't know what she was doing in that movie. Uh, the, and then the daughter played by, uh, it's not Maya Rudolph. No, that's the friend. Uh, <laughs> Molly Gordon? Yes, Molly Gordon, who I've never heard of. Uh, she was awful. I, 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 Okay, that might have been a little strong. She wasn't very good. <laughs> she wasn't very good. I, like, honestly, some of the best parts of the movie, and this might... And this might be why they went in the different direction. It's just because the girl that they cast as the daughter was not very compelling. And <laughs> honestly, like there are portions of this movie where the daughter is just straight up not in it, where Melissa McCarthy is just doing stuff with the daughter's friends. And I'm like, all right, this is we're working here. And that's that's not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not maybe, good. Maybe it was to begin with. Yeah. Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe they did focus on it. And the daughter. The- girl who plays the daughter is like the daughter of a friend of the director yeah. and he was like, no we've got to we've got to reorient this entire uh, movie it's like I, and again <laughs> I, I i was definitely a little strong at first like she's not awful but she's just not good like she just has this blank stare on her face a lot of times and there's like when like when we see we have a scene where Melissa McCarthy tells her daughter that they're getting a divorce and honestly, like you, she could have told her that I just stubbed my toe. Like it's just there was nothing there. Like it was just like I don't know. Like I don't know. It just wasn't very compelling to me. Uh, her performance. So I I like portions of this movie. I think Melissa McCarthy is a very talented actress, and I think she can be very funny when she is not uh, doing the same kind of things uh, that she can sometimes get stuck in. Uh, and this is definitely a different performance from her, and I appreciated it. Overall, I'm going to give this movie uh, 4.9 out of 10. I think I'm in the same boat as you. This is like, this is not a movie that I'm going to say, you need to go see this movie. And it's not a movie that I'm going to be like, you shouldn't absolutely go see this movie. Uh, I saw some <laughs> poor person on Instagram. I saw somebody on their Instagram story was like, which movie should I go see? And they put up uh, two two poll options. And it was I Feel Pretty or um, Life of the Party. I voted oh. for Life of the Party so fast. <laughs> you have no idea. My, I well, don't know if my thumb has. I have no idea if my thumbs have ever moved that fast in my life. Like I was hey. just like, <laughs> just like, I, no, please go see Life of the Party if those are your options. <laughs> I now can I just say, I feel pretty. You may, you mentioned it, and I didn't get the chance to trash this movie when it first came out. But that movie was like the first title of my, the first line of my review. I don't know if you caught this. Mm-hmm. Was, I feel pretty disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, saw that. I was not happy, but <laughs> not talking about I feel pretty. I yeah. just had to get it out there. Fair enough. That was. It's on my. It's like one of the worst <laughs> videos that I've seen so far. Um. Yeah. So, all right, we will move on uh, to a discussion that we're going to have about Josh Brolin and kind of his career and just kind of looking at him as an actor. We're going to profile him. Uh, we've done this before. I actually, I don't know if we because the last time I can remember us doing this was we did one for Channing Tatum, uh, but. 
come to think of it, that was an episode, or that was the episode that was quote-unquote our lost episode, where we got through recording and half the episode just disappeared, so that might have actually never aired. And if that's the case, then I'm talking about nothing right now. But moving on, (laughs) um, we're going to talk about Josh Brolin, and we're doing this because obviously... He is playing, or he is has played Thanos in Avengers: Infinity War, and now he's going to be playing Cable in Deadpool, which comes out this week, or Deadpool Two, which comes out this week. So we are going to kind of dive into this, and uh, where do you want to start with Josh Brolin here? Um. Well, I mean, I I could start at the beginning of my awareness of Josh Brolin, okay. which was uh, Men in Black Three. Honestly, like, yeah. um, I mean, as a whole, Men in Black 3 isn't like a fantastic movie, but I mean, I definitely think that he, that he makes it worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that he was recently, I can't remember which publication, but he was recently voted like favorite pair of like different actors playing the same person at different stages in their life. Like he, because mm-hmm. he was playing the younger Tommy Lee Jones, which yeah. was fantastic, um, absolutely superb. Because I can, I would imagine that it's difficult to play someone um, having already established firmly, like firmly established a character and mannerism for that character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Where? Yeah. What was your first Josh Brolin movie? <sighs> I'm, as I as I look through his filmography, I mean, obviously the first thing he's credited with is The Goonies. But yeah, The Goonies was definitely uh, the first time I remember seeing Josh Brolin. Although, like, I obviously, when I saw that movie, I had no awareness of who Josh Brolin was. Um, I'm trying to, as I look through here, I, I guess the first time I, like, really, really noticed Josh Brolin as being like, whoa, uh, this guy's good. Probably uh, No Country for Old Men. I, I've i said this on the podcast before, that in like a uh, unpopular opinions or bold statements or whatever we ended up calling it at that point um, segment, that I am not a big Coen Brothers fan. Just am not, uh, their stuff generally doesn't work for me. Typically their comedies work for me more than their dramas. Um, so I'm not a huge No Country for Old Men fan but there's no denying the acting talent in that movie and josh brolin is really really compelling in that movie uh so that's definitely the first time i noticed him and went whoa uh this guy is good i actually never saw no country for Old really Man. interesting really but ever since i mean quick offshoot here ever since the noticing Javier Bardem I've been meaning to <laughs> um but I'm actually just now realizing that I'm probably in the minority of um people who've like acknowledged Josh Brolin because I've just uh mainly seen him as like I've seen him around mm-hmm. in films um like most notably Men in Black 3 but like I've, I just, I feel like the movies that I've seen him in are on the fringe of his career because he's been in like way bigger releases than I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I still haven't seen Sicario, which is also, <laughs> which is another 
which is another release that he's going to be in Sicario 2, the Sicario Day of Soldado this yeah. summer. Um, so I'm really just feel like I'm on the fringes. Like I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm like on the fringe of discovering yeah. his really like the true reasons that he's compelling, but you can't walk away from infinity war without noticing him. Oh yeah. Because I mean, he, I feel like he is doing for the MCU kind of what Heath Ledger did for DC. Interesting. Which is huge. I, I mean, mainly just, letting the character speak for himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, It's hard to compare them because they are different, but I mean, people are just lavishing praise on him for, for the, for this performance. And like, I have to hand, I have, I have to agree with everyone just because this is really, like we said in our, coverage of infinity war that this is this is this movie's about thanos mm-hmm. this is the culmination of 10 years of cinema of 10 years of superhero movies billions of dollars have been poured into this and it had to be it amazing and he was the apex like he was the main star of this culmination movie and he nailed it mm-hmm. and i feel like even if you haven't, even if you've been totally oblivious to him up to this point, you won't be afterward. Yeah, uh, I'm just now realizing that the majority of my uh, in- experience with Josh Brolin has been through the Coen Brothers, um, with uh, t- uh, True Grit as well. Um, I'm trying to find the other one. I saw another one in here. Uh, Hail Caesar, which is uh, actually one of my favorite Coen Brother movies from 2016. Uh, one of their comedies, by the way. Um, yeah, I just, I think that they have obviously gotten a lot of great stuff over him. Uh, I don't know if he's ever, like, taken a leading role with them, though, which is interesting. He's not the lead in Hail Caesar. He's not the lead in uh, True Grit. So, I, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I The weird thing is, like, ha- have you seen a movie where he's the starring role? The lead? Yes, the lead. Um, well, oh my goodness. I did see him in Everest. He wasn't the lead in that, though, was mm-hmm. he? Uh, kind of, maybe. I don't know. Like, that was a kind of a ensemble film. So Yeah, that was. Um, I'm thinking even the same thing with Only the Brave. Like, he's kind of the lead in Only the Brave from last year, which, uh, by the way, one of Ozzy's, if not his favorite movie of last year um but yeah i he that's I mean, an ensemble in labor film. Day. i saw him in labor day you wouldn't consider him which would i've you never seen that lead? okay he was i mean it was told from the point of view it uh do you know what it's about no it was about this escaped convict who like took up residence in the house of this, um, like single mother mm-hmm. and her like teenage son mm-hmm. and the mother and the convict fall in love. And he played the convict Frank Chambers. Okay. Um, he, I and, mean, he's um, the second listed person on the movie. So I would, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I mean, the last time I saw that movie was when it was in theaters. So uh-huh. I'm not sh- sure. 
I can't quite remember Honestly, if he would call him a lead, but he was yeah. definitely like a top biller. He was like one of the yeah. two on the poster. So, uh, it's interesting. Another thing, he was in Milk, which I have not seen. Uh, I've been meaning to see that. It's on my list of like 10 or over 300 movies that I need to see. So, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Uh, I did, <laughs> I did see Everest. He, he is, I would say he's one of the leads in that movie even though it is it's clearly an ensemble film much like um uh, much like what's it called the movie i was just oh only the brave much like only the brave it's an ensemble film but i think he's one of the like leads of the ensemble that makes any sense um and sicario he's kind of a side character in that i think most people came away talking about benicio del toro in that movie more than anybody Mm. I, i it's interesting. I, I feel like he hasn't gotten, like, that role that kind of puts him as, like, one of those dudes, you know? I feel like, I feel like Thanos, that, that might have been, that might have been, in in a strange way, that might have been his leading role for mm-hmm. him. Because, I mean, I know that you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't, <laughs> on the surface, you wouldn't, like, think that Thanos was the lead, yeah. but he kind of is mm-hmm. like, this is this, a lot of this movie is told from Thanos's yes. point of view. And especially toward the end, it started focusing on his journey. So I feel like this really was his opportunity to play the lead, especially since he's such a sympathetic, not sympathetic, but like a villain who is not just, like I said, like power hungry mm-hmm. or greedy or, you know, he's not just like, I'm going to take over the world. He's actually got convictions and he's definitely in some ways sociopathic, but like he actually believes that he's doing the right thing and he doesn't enjoy killing, you know, he's not mm-hmm. just bloodthirsty. So I feel like he gets the chance to play like a complicated character and we've seen most of the other characters before. So the only other character in the movie that they had yet to really explore in detail was Thanos. And mm-hmm. so I feel like in a way this was his opportunity to play the lead. And I don't know if they'll like continue. I doubt they'll continue that in Avengers four. So I feel like not. maybe this, <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that they would, you know, so I feel like maybe this was his opportunity. Yeah. Um, in a strange twist, like twisted way. Look, I'm definitely on the same page as you when it comes to um, Thanos being the lead of that movie. He's definitely not the lead in the traditional sense, um, but I, I think that's definitely a fair uh, assessment. I just, I, I don't know. I really kind of am looking forward to seeing Josh Brolin. I think, especially after. Again, something like Only the Brave from last year. I think Ozzy and I both specifically mentioned uh, Josh Brolin as being one of the strongest parts of that movie. And it's... um, I don't know. I I really hope he gets more opportunities as a lead in uh, more... In some bigger movies. Uh, He's only been nominated once for an Oscar, and I believe that was for supporting for Milk, which, again, have not seen. Uh, Want to, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think the biggest takeaway from this discussion is 
Let's let's get Josh Brolin and more stuff, please. As a let's lead. see more Josh Brolin. Well, I mean, I know that we'll definitely be seeing more of him because it looks like he's got a four film contract with for like more X Men movies, starting with yeah. Deadpool two. Yeah. So yeah. we're probably, I mean, at the very least, going to be seeing him in more stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely on board with seeing him in more lead roles. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our discussion on Josh Brolin and basically for this whole episode. Uh, do you have any recommendations you want to throw out there? Um, well, I'm going back through 24, the original Ooh, series nice. now. So definitely that. Um, season one, the first half of season one is premium, but my favorite season is three. So definitely just all of 24 actually let it consume your life <laughs> <laughs> yes uh i have long said the 24 when it was on tv was the best show on television and it's just so good i i've watched that show through a couple of times uh that was before Absolutely. that was uh before i stopped rewatching things um <laughs> anyway uh my recommendation is going to be something that I was not as high on as everybody else was last year, but upon rewatching, it's a freaking good movie. And that is The Big Sick. Uh, the Big oh. Sick, starring and written and directed by uh, Kumail, Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes, I don't know how to say his name. I've seen it written like 10,000 times. Don't think I've ever actually said it out loud. Um, and I've actually heard it a thousand times because it's in this movie. But uh, And his wife wrote it as well. And I... This movie is so good. It's just, so, like, it is funny, it is heartwarming, it is just everything you would want from a rom-com. Don't you dare call it a romantic comedy, it is. Carlos. It is. It is not. Rom-com comes with so many... Look, it like, might come... It comes with so much baggage. That's it's true, but that doesn't make it not what it is. It's 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 a drama that is romantic and... Humorous. <laughs> it is not a romantic. I refuse Look, it's to a, call the big sick a romantic okay. comedy. All right, you don't have to call it that, but I'm just telling you that's what it is by definition. But anyway, um, uh, I look it. It's one of those movies that uh, exceeds its genre. It kind of goes beyond and uh, takes. Just, it steps beyond it, and it just makes it improves upon everything that makes the genre good in the first place. Um, and I think <laughs> this is going to be a really weird comparison, but a lot of people would say the same thing for something like The Dark Knight, where it takes the superhero genre and it steps beyond it and becomes greater than the whole of its genre. I feel like The Big Sick does the exact same thing for the rom-com genre. It is a rom-com, just like The Dark Knight is a superhero movie, but it becomes greater than and it becomes something more than just another rom-com um so that's what i would say definitely check this movie out if you didn't get a chance to it is available on amazon prime uh for free if you are a prime member and yeah i would definitely say check that out it's my recommendation there's a lot of good things to check out on amazon prime by the way they have a lot of actually a lot of the oscar stuff from last year by the way including things that should have been oscar nominated <clears throat> the florida project um <laughs> so yeah that's what i got that's my recommendation all right uh i think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode and i have to say um 
Ozzy, you sound much more distinguished today. <laughs> wow, that was that was harsh. <laughs> Are you saying that normally I don't sound distinguished? <laughs> um, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, no. That was a burn. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we are going to wrap this episode up. And where can people find you on social media? Brianna, if you did not know, obviously, uh, it is Brianna. Um, where can people find you on social media and all over the internet? Um, well, you can find me on Facebook uh, at a page called Critique the Movie and on Twitter at Critique La Movie or on Insta, under Critique La Movie. Hey. Uh, so is that all, like, um, kind of normalized now? Or is it still the on one platform and La on other platforms? It's the on... Facebook. It's, it's the on Facebook and La because the Critique the Movie was apparently taken <sighs> on Twitter and Instagram, so... You gotta streamline that. All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, my, you can find me on social media all at Cherry Four Five Six, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. And also, subscribe, rate, and review. We really want you to rate and review, please, on Apple Podcasts. That would help us out so so much. Not enough people do it. We need more. Um, we actually, you know what? I'm mean, just gonna say it. We had one person no, didn't leave us a review, nothing like that, but. Dropped us a little one-star rating. So screw that guy, our only one-star rating. Um, everybody else, five, five stars. Five stars across the board. One one-star star rating. Uh, screw that guy. You can, like, not listen ever again. Um, that's fine with me. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, go counteract that dude because uh, I don't think we're five stars overall anymore because of that idiot. So definitely go do that. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go rate and review, please. That would help us out so much. Let's get on to that uh, top 250 chart, please. That would be awesome. Um, and then also, we're all over social media, all at Screenfellas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, which we don't have very much on right now, but we will be getting back into that this summer. And, of course, the website where, of course, our good friend Brianna, friend of the podcast, is on the website doing some great stuff over there. And, of course... We will have our Deadpool 2 reviews coming up in the next couple episodes. We're sorry that we missed an episode. Life happens. <laughs> There's not really much that either Ozzy or I could have done in that situation. And Ozzy should be back on the next episode, um, barring disaster. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Thank you for joining us. This is Screen Fellows. Screen Fellows.